On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we tell you what products are banned from branded content on Instagram from Facebook. Celebrities are making cameos in Google search and speakable markup is expanding. We try to guess the punchline of a DiGiorno pizza joke on Pandora. We debate whether or not the dolls on Facebook Marketplace are vaping out back. And Greg makes some unsavory potty jokes. All on today's show. (laughs) Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Christine Zernheld. A.K.A. Shep. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on December 20th, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. We read all the news. So you don't have to. And first up, a little bit of housekeeping. We have an extra special brand new show for you next week that is like no other show we've ever done before. So don't miss it. But today's sponsor is the SEO Trends Guide from Search Engine Journal. Danny Goodwin over at Search Engine Journal has all the trends of 2020 according to 58 experts. He's got folks like Kelly Stanzi from Hallmark, Jen Matthews from Groupon, Sarah Gerbach from Sear Interactive, and this thing is 173 pages long. I'm going to go on record and say it. It is this year's stocking stuffer. You just need a big old <laughs> stocking. A big stocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Give somebody the gift of ink and then this document and stuff it right in the stocking because it is fantastic. <laughs> and you're going to learn a lot. There is also, if you want to just dip your toe in there, there's 10 main takeaways that Danny has compiled and you can get it all for free over on searchenginejournal.com forward slash 2020 dash SEO dash trends. And it will not disappoint. If you've got downtime coming up here next week, we've got some content for you. And first up in the news this week, Instagram from Facebook is setting up new restrictions for branded content that better align with their restrictions they have in place for ads. Specifically, they are banning branded content that promotes vaping, tobacco, or weapons. They said, our advertising policies have long prohibited the advertisement of these products, and we will begin enforcement on this in the coming weeks. Shep, what kind of ads are you going to get now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Barbies. Oh, okay. What what about those weird baby ads you get? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a weapon nor a vape. What is the other one? (laughs) Tobacco? Tobacco nor tobacco. (laughs) Okay. My Barbies aren't out back, like, having a smoke break. And we'll Some put of it, them look like they have been. They, they definitely do. We'll put it in the show notes, but Shep always brings in what is served up to her on Facebook's Marketplace. And it is always, 
the thing that you see in nightmares. Yeah. It's definitely not something you want to buy. And by brings it in, he doesn't mean she buys it and brings it in. She brings in photos. And just puts it in your face. She'll <laughs> yeah. hold your phone right up to her face and show these creepy babies. I just want you to know what's out there. <laughs> I actually appreciate it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay. So what, really, what is this? Talk a little more about. Okay. So more on the news. They said they will be enforcing age restrictions for content promoting some other goods such as alcohol, diet supplements. It's always diet supplements. <laughs> And there's no word on how they're doing this, but they said that they will. So we'll have to wait and see. They also mentioned in this article that they are opening up Facebook's brand collabs manager to a select group of Instagram creators. This will help creators find brands to partner with and share insights and engagement with brand partners. So one of my biggest takeaway from this is that I guess we're calling influencers creators now, which I'm okay with that. Influencers so 2019. I think they're just trying to like bring influencers back because it has such a bad taste in our mouths now. I would agree. I like it because it's a subtle shots fired at all the influencers. Like, <laughs> you know, you're calling that you're doing all this stuff. You're not influencing anyone. You're just creating. <laughs> <laughs> like, you Actually, know? when you put it that way, <laughs> what else is happening this week? Okay. Well, do you remember when influencers weren't a thing? No, I've Fairly. only known creators slash influencers. Okay, well, remember when they weren't a thing either? Because it wasn't that long ago and we just had regular old celebrities. Yes. You remember those times? Because we're old, right? The good old days, they call them. <laughs> the good old days. So if you're dying for more real celebs in your life, you might be pleased to see that cameos are now showing up in the knowledge panel for certain celebrity searches on the Google machine. So for those unfamiliar with what Cameo is, it's Google's app that lets what they call public figures record video responses to the most asked questions about them and post them right into Google. Not everyone can get in on this. It's like there's an application process. You have to be a legit celebrity, not a just a creator. So shout out to Scott Matson at Scott Matson on Twitter for spotting this on both desktop and mobile, which I thought was nice that they included desktop. I feel like my most asked question about everyone is how old they are. So <laughs> that would be a really boring cameo video. Do you think they'll be answering that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Celine Dion, we talked about her. 51. Yeah. I thought she was older. Can I, can I bring up the elephant in the room? Sure. Why on earth did they name it this way? Cameos. Are they just trying to put cameo out of business? Actually, that's a good point. I had to make sure that this wasn't that when I was looking at this news. <laughs> because you can go get anybody. That's where we saw the Sugar Ray singer. Mark what Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with that viral post about breaking up with a girlfriend. And he was so nice. Did you watch that? I didn't. Oh, it was really nice. It should, was amazing. It was Put so it in nice. the show notes so I can find something it. Something like, you know, we're away, but we're still in your hearts. <laughs> it was great. That sounds like something sugar went. <laughs> Everyone right does. He starts with that. He goes, Never forget, but always in your heart. Oh yeah. Uh, it was top of the charts and always in your hearts. Something that like that. That's so cute. Sad. That's lyrical genius. But he starts everything off like that. And it's not cute when somebody paid him $100 to break up with their girlfriend. There's worse ways to break up with your girlfriend for more expensive. Factually correct. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> thing is that there's a building going up next to our building and their entire social media platform revolves <laughs> around Cameo. It's amazing. And they're the worst Cameos it's ever. D. Snyder <laughs> being like, roar. <laughs> and Flava Flav, right? <laughs> they got Flava Flav. But it's... Almost, let's say malicious, that you are naming hmm. something about celebrities talking to people, cameos, when there is a service called Cameo out there. What are you doing? And your Google. Well, but this is Cameo's plural, so it's totally different. Yeah, it sounds like more than one. Yeah, there's multiple. And they are out there, and I couldn't find any on my own. Um, you can check the show notes for the examples that are actually out there. Kevin Durant did it, Gordon Ramsay, I guess, and Olivia Culpo. I don't even know who that is. Oh. 
Do you know who that is? Yeah, she was dating Julian Edelman, but like she's so much better than him now. I don't even know who she that is. She was, I think she was Miss Universe. Oh, she also dated Nick Jonas. Of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. I know who that is. She's a real superstar. I guess. Well, she's doing cameos on Google. I don't, the only people that I could think of that I thought were like relevant that I actually cared about were Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And I didn't see any from them. I thought for sure they would do it. Taylor Swift didn't either. Shep. You care about Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? I think they're a hilarious couple. Yeah. They're together? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. married. Oh. They have children that's good news. and stuff. Yeah. They're both just really funny and they seem like that would be something that they would do and they would have like a fun spin on it. They're friends of Taylor Swift. Are they? Because she doesn't have cameos Taylor either. Swift's has a song where their baby is featured, is sampled in the song. Are you serious? Yeah. She Send says, me that. Gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> we just got to start asking questions about that so that at least one of those three posts a cameo. Anyway, something to look, look out for, I guess, if you're trying to feel some celebrity news out. But one other note, just from the celebrity standpoint, it's not only celebrities. They sent out a bunch of invites. Some people's invites got pulled, but there's other folks like search engine celebrities like Barry Schwartz who has cameos. That's a and celebrity. He's a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows that. I was talking <laughs> to my mother the other day and she was talking about Barry Schwartz. And she's like, hey, did you see his PR, his blog rate? He has really stepped up in 2019. Your mom is really savvy to a lot of the things we talk about on the show. Good for her. Yeah. She's, yeah. So, but there are other, I guess, <laughs> maybe not what you would can, some people would consider celebrities outside the Finn household. All right. Fair enough. But it's not just any old bird that has several followers can't just right, apply. But if, if yeah. you have a knowledge panel presence, you may have gotten an invite. So go to your mail and search for cameos and see if that was something that you got. They must have missed me. I guess I'll have to check for it. <laughs> I tried it. I didn't have one. I mean, no, <laughs> no surprise there. Wah. All right. Next up is some more news from Google. And this comes from Danny Sullivan on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle. Just a little backstory. Earlier this year, the speakable schema property was announced for news. What this property does is it identifies sections of an article or a page that are really well suited for audio playback using something like a text-to-speech. So many times things might be referencing an image or something that doesn't really lend well to just reading it back. Mm -hmm. And so speakable means that you, you wrote something very specific that works for a voice search or there's something on the page that works well to be read aloud. And so this was only for Google News features. So you could do speakable markup on your Google News stories. And on this tweet from Danny Sullivan that was about a week ago, he said, speakable is no longer restricted to news content. We'll be updating our documentation on this. However, using speakable markup on any site isn't a guarantee that the Google Assistant will always use it. Speakable also remains a beta feature. This is big news if you drive a lot of traffic for or are in the market for a lot of traffic for things that are like answers in a way right mm -hmm. like you're saying what is this what is crm what is all these different different features definitely work speakable into your schema mix this is um, again rolling out it's not guaranteed it's still beta but a huge deal because it was only news before Another item is it's only in the U.S. still. 
that when it rolled out, it was a beta for the U.S. for news. Now it's U.S. for all. So it is a pretty cool feature. And what a time to be alive. You have to label something that this is speakable. It's like speakable. You can, yeah, you can, you, this, this checks out. You can say this. <laughs> you can say this. Yeah, that's definitely a word that I didn't think we would ever have to say. Now it's like people are excited to say yeah. it. Things are speakable. I bet the recipe blogs will be all over it. You could ask like how many ounces are in a cup and they'll tell you where their first child was born. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. How many ounces <laughs> in a cup? Well, it was a cloudy summer day. Lilac in the air. The grass Keep going. clippings whistled between my toes. Oh, okay. All right. Let's get to our take of the week. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We do not influence. You make the call. And this week's take comes from Anil Dash over on his blog, anildash.com. And the name of the article is Link in Bio is a Slow Knife. I'm going to read a few passages from the post. Hmm. We don't even notice it anymore. Lincoln bio. It's a pithy phrase usually found on Instagram, which directs an audience to be aware that a pertinent web link can be found on that user's profile. The presence is so subtle and so pervasive that we barely even noticed it was an attempt to kill the web. And I'm going to go on. For a closed system, those kinds of open connections are deeply dangerous. If anyone on Instagram could just link to any old store on the web, how can Instagram, meaning Facebook, Instagram's inc- increasingly overbearing owner, tightly control commerce on its platform? If Instagram users could post links willy-nilly, they might even be able to connect directly to the users, getting their email addresses or finding other ways to communicate with them. Links represent a threat to closed systems. I'm going to go with one of his concluding sentences. We're rapidly losing fluency in what the internet could look like. We've almost forgotten that links are powerful and that restraining links through artificial scarcity is an absurdly coercive behavior. Great take. Yeah, some strong writing. I would just like to point out the irony that our first story was about Instagram banning weapons, and now this guy is accusing them of murdering the internet with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to read this full article, we have a link in our bio as well. A link in our show notes. Oh, I see what you did. I didn't even catch that at first. I'm just so used to hearing it. It's a great take. It was good, yeah. Also, we talked about it before, but with the nofollow, not really nofollowing anymore, if people stop linking places, it makes the experience worse. Trying to find out the source of articles and not seeing that is tough. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into two parts, paid and non-paid. First, we'll cover everything to do with advertising, a.k.a. paid, and then report on the organic or non-paid. At this point in the show... We split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. Here's what's happening in the paid universe this week. 
First up, Facebook says your Oculus VR data can now be used for ad targeting because, of course, that wasn't from the headline. That was me. This is great news because if you can target people that have an Oculus VR, every security system and company in the world should just target these people. You're putting goggles on your head? You're putting (laughs) goggles on your head. You have no idea what's happening in your house. You need a security system. That's number one. Get a security system. Oh, a security system. That's genius. Yeah, you have goggles on you. You don't know what's happening in reality. Get a security system. There you go. Tip of the week. So they they have updated their privacy policy to say that they can use information about your use of Oculus products to provide personalized and improve Facebook company products, including to personalize the ads you see on and off Facebook company products. They don't really say what they mean by on and off, so that's a little spooky. I feel like they're like training clones. Like what else would you do with this data besides know someone's reflexes or something? Maybe what could you are. do with it for ads besides the security system? I mean, are you like, well, on average, this fake person is looking at a fake Ford over a fake Toyota or a truck mm. over a car? I mean, how are you using it? You can use it for anything. Oh, I guess. I didn't think about brands in the games. You always think of that stuff, Craig. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but I just, I feel like they're building an army or something based on what people are doing in the games. Yeah, maybe they're just trying that to was... gauge movement so that they can build better robots to yeah. take over the world that behave more like humans. We're just jumping to conclusions here on marketing. Why o'clock. not? <laughs> it's the end of the year. Marketing conspiracy theory o'clock. Dot com. <laughs> Next up, Mad Hive, an advanced TV advertising company, estimates 20% of streaming video ad requests are fraudulent, meaning marketers will waste $1.4 billion on fraudulent ads in 2019. Quick question. Is that good or bad? I would say bad. Okay. Probably bad. Agree. Yeah. Quick poll. I'm no Mad Hive, but I would say that. <laughs> the reason for this is mainly because of server-side ad insertion, where ads are inserted in the video stream, providing a seamless transition between content and ads. This makes it harder for third-party fraud detection companies to track them. Supply-side platforms can also manipulate ad buys, and there's also a problem with geography misrepresentation where fraudsters seeking high CPMs falsely claim their traffic is coming from U.S. IP addresses. So basically, just don't trust anyone. Everyone's trying to fraud you. Except Madhive. I mean, I feel like if anybody you got to trust, it's Madhive. I don't think they're selling ads, though. Oh, an advanced TV advertising company. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, go with them, apparently. Listen <laughs> to them and go with them. Maybe they're just the best at fraud, and this is like a, a PR move. Ooh. Since we're doing conspiracy theories. It's a fraud PR move. Yeah, yeah, right? Just to trick people into thinking that they're not about this. And next, Pandora is now testing interactive audio ads that require users to verbally engage before the rest of the ad's content is played. For the initial rollout... Users will be prompted and then have to respond yes to hear the rest of the ad. If the user says no or does not respond within a few seconds, their music will play again. So, for example, they have DiGiorno's and their ad presents the listener with a joke. What did the DiGiorno rising crust pizza say to the oven when things started getting heated? What? You wouldn't hear the rest of it. Oh. (laughs) What do I have to say? You have to say yes. Is that what the pizza said to the That's not how you answer a joke, though. (laughs) Tell Pandora that. So, yeah, they need to figure this out. This made me think of the jokes you tell us that your kids tell tell you. Do you have the answer to this joke? Because I'm not going to sleep tonight. No, they don't put it in the article. It's killing me. Do you understand I'm not going to sleep for a few weeks if I don't have the answer to this joke? I have no idea. No, the pizza, that's what the pizza said to the oven. Yes. 
Why would they say that? I don't know. It's the answer. It's the only answer that works. It has to be true. I think the answer is all rise. Like you're at a judge. You're in court. What did the DiGiorno Rise and Crust Pizza say to the oven when things started getting heated? All rise. I would say dinner's ready. I would say yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but my kids make the worst jokes. They're, they're all time worst joke. You, you make them come up with knock knock jokes. And this is back when they're a fresh four, so for the record. And you'd say something, and they'd say, what did the horsey say to the microwave? And you'd be like, it's good to be your neighbor or something like that. And they'd say, no, cook something. <laughs> and I have audio, but I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. You got cook something at the microwave. I have heard that joke so many times and it never, it never gets old. It's I'll, so good. I'll put the audio file in the show oh, notes so you please. can hear him say that. And then I lost it. <laughs> okay. So finally in paid, we have a story straight from the desk of Jessica Budd. Woo. This is an email she got from Microsoft advertising, notifying her that they are making some changes to their user agreement. So the changes are the first one is small adjustments to clarify the scope of Microsoft advertising user data that they do and do not share. The second is the one that I'm paying attention to you too. If you disclose personal data to Microsoft advertising, such as data to use custom audiences, you must disclose this information in your online privacy policy. So it seems like this is trying to line up with that CCPA that we love talking about so much. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody talk about this either. I haven't no. either. And I didn't get the email. You didn't? No. We're on some of the same accounts in there, too. Yeah. You would think that you would get these. So I don't know if you're like the head account and you got it or what the deal is, but I don't know. I think everyone should have gotten this. Everyone should. I'm glad I shared this. You're yes. welcome. Thanks, Jess. So the changes go into effect January 1st, which is also when the CCPA goes into effect. Coincidence. <laughs> I think not. And they say if you use Microsoft advertising after that date, you are agreeing to them. You don't have to check a box or anything. So... That's easy. Get ready, people. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What is going on in organic? Well, first up is not from the desk of Jess Bud. It's from Carrie Hill at Carrie Hill on Twitter. And she has a tweet saying, not monitoring and answering your Q&A? Bad idea. Q&A is being displayed at the top of the business listing above the phone and address info. And this is for local search. I thought she was being dramatic when i read this <laughs> she wasn't if you look at the example she has it was for a water heater in denver she pulled up one of the listings that showed up in the local search results and above even the address or the phone number were related to your search q a and that's not good if you mm-hmm. are a local business if you're a local business and somebody clicks on you how about you just get them over to me? I don't want to be able to say, hey, I'm Finn Plumbing. And instead of having my address or phone number, somebody can contact me. There's a Q&A about how many turds you can fit in a toilet. Like, I don't want Jeez. that. <laughs> like, I don't want that. You know? Like, like, give me the, the person and I'll tell them on the phone. Potty talk o'clock. Yeah. Wow, we have lots of o'clocks. We need to be buying these URLs. Anyway, check out the example in the show notes. It is surprisingly shocking at how prominent these Q&As are. And they're kind of like loosely related. I didn't see a bunch that were um, 
specifically. There were like some reviews in, some, I don't know. There were some reviews and then a Q&A, but no, just get people over to the local listing. Amen. Next up, Google's now showing a request quotes button above the local pack on mobile. So keeping it local here, Google's letting users request quotes from multiple businesses using messaging. The Google guaranteed bad shows for partners that are participating in local services ads. And there's a good example in the show notes where it's on water heaters again. Um, in, or it might be plumbing. It's one of the two. But in Atlanta, you can see some people that do plumbing-specific work. And at the top, there's a big request quotes that shows up. You can hit that, and the quote is delivered to the businesses via Google My Business app, which is good for Google, let's say. So check it out. It's a good way for you to be savvy if you're a local business to say, I'm going to answer this. I'm going to mm-hmm. enable messaging and I might be able to get more people looking for me um, by just doing a quote. Again, it's kind of annoying because it's 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 requesting a quote on plumbing. Again, like what are you going to do? Be like, hey, send me a picture of your toilet. Yeah. Like, send me a picture That's of the, the plug. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who really wants that. Next up, Discover Performance Reports in Google Search Console just got fresher data from George Wynn over at Search Engine Land. And on Tuesday of this week, Google announced that site owners can now view data as recent as less than a day old. We talked about many stories previously where we saw an influx of Discover traffic. Last week, we talked about the Publisher Center that I think might have some ramifications on Discover Traffic. So this is fantastic news. You can now see quicker what is happening, where you're going to have traffic from, what is hot on Discover. All right, next up, YouTube has upset creators with another policy change. They're really good at that. (laughs) This one is one that I don't think people should be upset at. Call me old-fashioned, but this one seems legit. And what the creators added in, is that we will no longer allow content that maliciously insults someone based on protected attributes, such as their race, gender expression, or sexual orientation. So have you seen those YouTube videos? There's people who have whole channels that all they do is make fun of other YouTubers. That's Those are the people that are upset. Yeah. They're very upset. What, it's like... Come up with your own stuff. Yeah. And also, can you like maybe make fun of them for what they do and not their protect? Like, why are you going to make fun of them because of their gender expression or sexual orientation or race? Like, get creative and be like, hey, this person stinks. Their podcast sucks. (laughs) Like, marketing (laughs) clock stinks. Not funny. Yeah. You know, like. Also, bad look if you're the one that's offended by this. Right? Right. I I get it. You're offended that you can't offend anyone. I mean, not even offend. You're like harassing people if you. Yeah, this is more. Yeah. yeah, this is more than offensive. I agree, and it applies to everyone from private in- individuals to YouTube creators to public officials. Good. So great, <laughs> grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> All right, there is a bug in Google Search Console performance reports that impact Google Discover reporting. So that news is going to be fresher, but it just might not be right. <laughs> Wonderful. I added that part. <laughs> so basically, there's uh, a bug in the report. So if it looks like your Discover was wonky, it should be fixed. It's not a problem. I would just take yourself back to September 2019. 
and go check out that Google Doodle that they just really got right called Celebrating the Pretzel. They had a tasty made style video shot within the Google Doodle. You could see how pretzels are made. It was super cool, and there's no bugs in that. I missed that one. I'm hungry. No. <laughs> Next up from Barry Schwartz, as seen on Google Cameos, <laughs> there is a Google Analytics reporting bug. And Google has confirmed this issue in sending the statement. A bug caused a reporting outage in Google Analytics for several hours on December 16th. We've resolved this issue. We're now working to reprocess the data to ensure all accounts are backfilled. Hey, that's scary. You're backfilling my data? Mm. I just want the normal fill. I don't want the backfill. (laughs) I just want the normal fill. (laughs) Just fill it up. And if you are bummed about that, November 28th, there was a great little doodle with a video for Michael Berger's 72nd birthday, a very notable French musician. Nice really? video. You see it, yeah, in the interactive doodles. And then nailed that one. So go check that one out. He's a notable French musician. Have you heard of him, Shep? I haven't, and I missed that doodle. Yeah. yeah well, go check it out. Flawless. No bugs. Can't wait. <laughs> Jess, what's happening in social this week? All right, party people. First up in social from social media today. Instagram begins rolling out collaborative group stories option. Greg, I know you are just thrilled about this. You like stories and groups. (laughs) It's like your two favorite things in one. (laughs) Good point, (laughs) Yeah, you know what? The other week I was thinking, that's the problem. There weren't enough pictures in those stories. That's when I needed more pictures. More pictures, yeah. So is that coming? It's coming. And I'm glad you're on board because this feature will allow folks to create private stories within a group of friends. So it's kind of like a group chat, but better. It's got stories. Better? Better. The feature was discovered a while back, I think um, in October or so, by Jane Manchin Wong. Surprising. And I know. Not she, surprising. She finds literally everything, and I appreciate that they credit her credited her with the find. But people that aren't as savvy and sneaky as her are now seeing it live in their accounts. So it's a real thing and you, it's out there. Do you think she's the one that found water on Mars? I bet I'd put money on that. You know what? She probably did. <laughs> she probably also knows who that notable French musician Michael Berger is. I think they're doing this to come at Snapchat again. Does Snapchat have a group? The option? only thing I still use Snapchat for is we have a family group thing. Oh, it's called only Kathleen uses this and Kathleen sends us pictures of her travels. That's kind of nice. And then you all just look at it. Yeah. And now it's going to pivot. Wow. You're going to move to Instagram. Twitter is now letting iOS users post live photos as GIFs. And when I read this, I just said, thank heck. Where has this been? Mm -hmm. This should be a thing anyway that like your iPhone just does for you. Yeah. And obviously you have to have an iPhone in order to use this. So if you're a brand on Twitter, that's great. Check it out, and you can even still use it. You know, it's just in time for the holidays. If you're <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you, but you might be out there, and you're just trying to promote your GIFT certificates. Oh, my so Wow. <laughs> Best pun of 2019 so far. <laughs> All right. Next up, according to an article from The Verge about a report from the Wall Street Journal. So that? this is like a, essentially a telephone game. Yes. Okay, perfect. So we don't know, and that now I'm reiterating it to you, so go back and read it. Check okay. the show notes. So homework. Yes. You listening right now, listen to what Jess says, and then tell somebody else, 
and we're going to be like Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's yeah. probably going to be, you're going to look up and you're like, I'm telling you this and it's Kevin Bacon is who you're speaking to directly. <laughs> Check it out. Test it out. Let us know what happens. I can't wait to somehow get to Kevin Bacon from this because it's, it's boring. So Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook has plans to more closely integrate the Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp apps, and that could be a problem. The FTC may be blocking them from doing so. So Facebook is framing this integration more as a way of allowing their users to more easily communicate with their friends on whichever app they choose to do so. And the FTC doesn't quite see it that way. This is a quote any moves to further tie Facebook's products together could make it more difficult for agencies like the FTC or law enforcement to break the company up in any future antitrust case. That seems like the worst argument I've heard of 2019. Whose? FTCs or yes. Facebook's? That you're saying th- that tying the products together makes it harder for me to break the company up? Hey, get better. Yeah. Hire better people. Hire better people that are better better lawyering better lawyers. Lawyering. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that because they're just like trying to future-proof this so that they don't have to do their jobs later? Well, you're saying it's difficult for agencies like us to break the company up? Well, how about you get better? And if you want to break the company up, you break the company up. If they deserve it. If they don't deserve it, then don't break them up. I mean, you heard it here first, straight from Kevin Bacon's mouth, kids. So (laughs) there's nothing official yet. This is just some talk from both sides. So rest assured, we'll keep you up to speed as this riveting story develops. (laughs) Thank you, Chef. (laughs) In other boring regulatory news, Twitter is bringing back election labels to identify 2020 U.S. election candidates. And I say boring, but I actually do like this feature. I think it's nice. There are little labels on the politicians or candidates, I should say. Um, It'll be on their tweets and on their profile, and it will give information about what they're running for, the state they're in, and their district number. And it it only applies to some candidates, anyone running in the general election for the U.S. House of Representatives, U.S. Senate, or governor. But again, it's cool stuff. I didn't know it was on the tweets. That's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be on their tweets. And then also, if you click through to their profile, it says it there as well. So really helpful. Something else helpful coming to us from the human new things magnet himself, Stephen Johns, or at Stephen Johns 21 on Twitter. Facebook is introducing a separate news feed for businesses to help users better separate business and personal use on the platform. (laughs) I feel like Facebook is listening and took this idea from Shep. I yeah. got, I get it. 21 got this before we did, but Shep always talks about her business Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is face. No, I'm complaining about this too, because I hate, I get the emails about ads being approved mm. for all of our accounts, like accounts I'm not even working on for my personal email. Well, I, I can remove you from those. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, well, brand. thanks. Anyway, it's, I think it's just newsfeed, at least for now. So it's nice. It'll only show you content relevant to your business account. That's great for people that still use Facebook in their personal life, which is not me. Um, For those that use Instagram in their personal lives, which is me, the platform is now going to flag potentially offensive captions. So before posting, if your caption seems, quote, potentially offensive, Instagram will warn you that the caption looks similar to others that have been reported, and it will prompt you to edit it, but it will also allow you just to share it as it is anyway. So it's a nice feature, and I appreciate what Instagram's trying to do, but, I mean, can't people just be cool? Well, yeah. One of the issues was we got this flag from Marketing Clock Post for a hundredth episode last week because of my face. I don't know how it worked. Yeah. <laughs> my face was so bad. Or like, does it count if it's offensive? I, of course you are. Does it count if it's offensive to yourself? Because I like to make all my captions like a little self-deprecating. Your captions are hilarious. You're well, a that, good Instagram follow. Because it's, 
you know, you can let people laugh at yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that's okay. It's, I don't know. I mean, if people are flagging similar things, I guess they'd have to all be offense. Like, oh, so if it's like, talk I about what Shep's doing. Yeah, I think that's fine. I don't know. I mean, I just, <laughs> again, I wish that people could just be cool and we didn't have to have things like this, but it's, you know, almost 2020 and here we are with the internet. So, all right, next up. Facebook has four out of the five most downloaded apps of the year. Oh, was one of them the ones where they went after those those teens and offered them 20 bucks for all their data? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, no. That was a separate app? Yeah, it was just for teens. Oh, totally that, that not, totally normal. That explains why I didn't download that. Also, tune in next week. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. Hint, hint. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So if anyone's wondering what the apps are, were the five most downloaded apps of 2019 are Facebook Messenger. From Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> From Facebook. WhatsApp Messenger. From Facebook. Instagram. From Facebook. And TikTok. Okay, but Facebook Messenger is cheating. It's a separate app. But they make you download it. That's true. It's so obnoxious. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't it. have Facebook Messenger. I don't even have Facebook. I don't even know how to get Facebook Messenger. But somebody messaged me. Last year, when I didn't have Messenger, I didn't get it on Facebook. I thought it was just a note. That is a, a horrible experience, yeah. mm-hmm. Facebook and Facebook Messenger. They should really let you set something that says, I do not use this. Call me. Because I get messages from people like, did you get my Facebook message? No, I didn't. It's a slow knife, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, this just in, guys, because you know I like to break the news. Influencer marketing grew this year. I don't hear any gasps. <laughs> I figured people would be surprised. Don't you mean creators? <laughs> creators grew this year, yeah. To be exact, a study from the analytics firm Clear with a K reported that on Instagram, influencer marketing activity rose 48% this year. And the adoption of stories is up 20% with beauty being the leading category for story posts from influencers, aka creators. None of that really surprised me at all. Um, something interesting though, Micro-influencers, as they called them, accounted for 90% of branded partnerships on the platform. Is that the dude? Dirty Jobs? What? He, Mike Rowe? <laughs> Is he, he's fire. Have you ever followed him? Well, he's no. a Facebook guy. I like his podcast, though. He's got a Facebook show. He does? He's, he's not a real really influencer? He's a micro? Well, he's Mike Oh, Mike Rowe. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Stop. I can't look dumb on the show again this week. You don't look dumb. Shep. I'm already trying to come back from the prices, right? Chuck, good news is you can never come back from that no. bad performance <laughs> last week. Not only that, but shut your mouth. You're being offensive to yourself, and I'm blocking this caption. You're off Instagram. I called Zuck. I got him on the blower. You're gone. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. Sorry. No, that's okay. Real quick. Hey, here's a chance for you to redeem yourself. How many followers do you think you have to have to be considered a micro-influencer? A thousand. 20,000. Nope, you're both wrong. Five to 30,000. I was technically 30, right. 30,000. She was well, wrong, yeah, and I was right. right. <laughs> you're right. But 30,000 seems like a lot to be considered a micro influencer. I agree. You yeah. give me 100 bucks, I can get you 20,000 followers. Especially when I have 54 followers on Twitter. Let's give Greg 100 bucks and get you some more. Yeah. yeah. Folks should follow her. Don't ever do that, by the way. Don't ever buy Don't ever followers. follow Shep. Oh. No, don't ever. <laughs> everybody should follow Shep. At Shep Zernheld on Twitter. <laughs> but nobody should ever buy followers. Yeah. At some point, that is always going to come back and bite you because you have zero engagement, because you have no real accounts engaging with you, and it shows the worst signal ever. So never buy any kind of followers. You can easily see accounts 
that have huge followings and have been crushed by buying stuff. It's sad. It's sad that it's such a vanity metric. If, if anybody wants to get rid of a number, get rid of followers, not likes. Ooh. Get rid of followers on something. That is the actual problem is how many people follow somebody and just show what people like. And you can put stuff out there and you have something that stinks and you're like, oh, that's, that's a really bad take. And you have something that's a good take and there's still some, some power to those numbers there. I know we already did our take of the week segment, but I would yeah. have nominated you. That was good. That was a good take. Yeah, that was Thank good. you. You're welcome. Life for Facebook group admins is about to get a little bit easier. Facebook announced a new feature this week that can auto-approve new members because everybody loves not paying attention to things like this. So group admins can set a few different criteria that when met approves a membership request automatically. I guess that's nice if you're getting tons and tons of group requests and the criteria is good enough for you that they offer. But the best part of being in a group is that not everyone's in there. Exactly. So, so you can restrict it with this, like geographically, or if you're a friend, I think of someone in the group is one of the criteria. There's four different things. I Check guess the, the show geographic notes. one's good if you have like a community one. Yeah. But for the ones I'm in, it wouldn't make sense. You're in Facebook groups? Yeah. Like I'm in this one true crime one. Um, well, it's called Not Another True Crime Podcast. But people keep trying to join that are like trying to stop crime, like not another crime. They don't. <laughs> Like police? Yeah, like they don't just want to stop. They they want to stop crime. They don't want to talk about the crime. So wait, wait. Did you just, <laughs> in front of all of our listeners, say that you're pro-crime? Is that what you're saying? You're, you're pro-crime. No, I'm pro the discussion of crime to kind of unearth some things that we can do to prevent it. But th- there's people who are in this group who are trying to like... Have you seen this man? And that's <laughs> oh, not no. the point. Like all the vigilantes yeah. coming in. <laughs> hey, we're the watchmen. We're here. Wow. Okay. So your Facebook group is not a milk carton is what you're saying. Right. And this would allow it to be one. Right. Okay. Well, there's good news. PSA? Yeah. Before we get to your next story, don't use Facebook groups if it matters. If you're here talking about true crime, trying to interact, engage with people easily, use Facebook groups. If you're a business... Don't use Facebook groups. Proceed. Okay. Well, I would like to add a a caution to that last tale from Facebook because I think it's important because they made a big deal about everyone being able to just let everybody in as long as they fit their criteria. They did caution that admins should still continue to check their new member list regularly and be proactive in removing any members who may not be a good fit for the group. So to your point, Shep. Anyway, thanks, Facebook. Get those vigilantes out of here. (laughs) Get them out. (laughs) Okay. Next up, Instagram hides false content behind warnings, comma, except for politicians. This article is from TechCrunch, and it starts with this jab, and I quote, Instagram is giving politicians the same free reign to spread misinformation as its parent company, Facebook. And then it goes on to talk about how, with the help of 45 third-party organizations, Instagram is going to be putting interstitial warnings over posts in the feed as well as stories that have been rated as false. I would have been orders of magnitude off if you asked me how many (laughs) fake news organizations? What do you even call those 45 organizations? Fact checkers? I I think there's a dozen fact checkers, so maybe I'd be... Of a fourth. There's 45 people they consult with? 45 organizations. And they have many people within them, you assume. I think that's right? how it works. Yeah, I think so. But the, anyway, you're right. That's a lot of... And they made a point of saying how many are involved. So the good news is if you still want to see the content, you can. You just have to click through the warning. 
And there's a nifty CY button, so you can review what the fact checkers had to say about this. And the example in the article is actually really funny. I don't know if you guys looked at it, but it's a picture of a shark swimming on a flooded road. And fact checker A simply said that the post is false because, quote, there are no highway sharks. (laughs) (laughs) That is just the most perfect way to be like, nope, false, not a thing. (laughs) So... (laughs) Do we yeah. know the shark is alive? How do we know it j- didn't just walk wash up? You know? We don't. We don't. I okay. guess fact checker A is just hard and fast. There are no highway sharks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have you ever seen the show Nathan for you? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's an amazing show. And one of them <laughs> makes a fake viral video. And I feel like if he wanted to, he that guy could put a shark on a highway. What? That viral video, something at the zoo, right? Somebody it was a saved dog another creature. A turtle or yeah. something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was they good. It all. There's a diver pushing the turtle and dog around, and they filmed it all. It got <laughs> everywhere. It had hundreds of millions of views, and nobody thought it was fake. Yeah, but it was. So, yeah, no highway sharks. Again, back to that opening statement, though, to reiterate, this fact-checking does not apply to politicians. And the reason for this is apparently because banning political ads could hurt challenger candidates in need of promotion and that it would be tough to draw the lines between political and issue ads. And that's a quote from Instagram directly. From Facebook. From Facebook. So just quick hint for anybody running for office in 2020, I've got one slogan, an idea for your campaign. Go for it. Highway sharks. Highway sharks. They don't exist. You can get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, I hope they never run for office. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. Shep, what's been happening with your accounts lately? So we have a client that has two brands, but they're both from the same company and they sell similar products, but one is more of a luxury product at a higher price point and one is a lower price point. And we tried to do demographic bid adjustments to try to cut back on the cannibalization of keywords because they're targeting many of the same keywords. In the same location, right? Yes. So we bid up. 75% on the top 20% of incomes and we bid for the luxury brand and we bid down 75% on those same incomes for the one that wasn't the luxury brand. And what we found was just that we lost all of our traffic and all of our impressions for the non-luxury brand, which I just never have a lot of luck with bid adjustments. I found if you really want to use them, you just need to make a separate campaign. It takes a lot more time. Turn off whatever you were bidding down on. I just never have luck with them. Personally, you, I know Greg disagrees. You showed me bid adjustments based on in-market stuff that you were doing a great job on. I, they didn't end up working. It worked better when it would work better if we broke it out and excluded. Well, I will show you examples of my in-market that are great. Okay. And those are audiences, not de- demographics. It's correct. a little different. True, factually correct. What is happening with your accounts, Jess? So... This past week, I was getting everybody's favorite error in Facebook ads, not error, warning, quote, some text in images. And this was fun for me because I was, this was for a dynamic ad and all four of the images that I had loaded in were literally just of fireworks against a skyline and there was not a single character of text in any of those images. And 
not only that, but I was using the exact same images in another ad that was for a carousel on Facebook. And this warning was only popping up on the Instagram version of my ad. So I thought it was weird. And I thought, well, maybe something's just wrong. I will edit the ad and resubmit and see what happens. So I just added a second CTA that I decided to test and resubmitted. It worked. The warning went away. So it worked for that. But the only thing is that I didn't see a crazy spike in reach in the days after the change. So it's a remarketing campaign and reach has been steadily increasing anyway as the audience builds. But it wasn't like some text and image which is supposed to limit your reach was actually doing anything because I didn't see a big spike after that change. So I'm kind of thinking the warning was just bogus and that I wasn't really being stifled by text. But I would just love to know if anybody out there is having that same problem. So hit us up on Twitter let us know what your experience is if you have one similar because it seemed very very strange to me greg anything happening fun for you yeah i have something i guess it's a split between (laughs) hardly working and working hard and we had a client that is going in another direction in 2020 this year and instead of going with us they're going outsource agency uh, that's overseas and we, they, they requested a transition meeting, and I've frankly never asked for that before and never participated in one before. I was dubious of this. I brought it to Twitter, and you can check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. And there was a really, really, really good conversation with dozens of answers. And I've, I've changed my mind and realized that maybe this is something good. And I think it was Dwayne Brown who had some very – good rationale as to why you might want to do this. I still probably am never going to ask an agency we take stuff over with mm-hmm. to talk with them specifically because I know Google ads, but Dwayne has said, you, you sometimes you never know what you're going to get. And that's true. So we're going to go through and have this transition off to this overseas company and see what happens from there. But it, I thought that the conversation was really good and I guess it went from like, hey, this is kind of hard. We're going to make whatever. Go for it. We'll answer your questions. And um, that's what we're here for. We're here to serve you. We're still serving you. Let's go. Let's do it. So I, again, I guess it's a, a change of heart. I don't know what I learned. Like if it's hardly <laughs> working, working hard, maybe we'll report back on whether it was good or not. But um, that's what's going on in my account this week. And check the show notes. It was a really fruitful conversation. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. This week's WTH comes from Axios. As Facebook is launching a new course to teach journalists how to spot manipulated media. And they're doing this in conjunction with writers. Apparently, manipulated media is tough to spot, and you can teach people how to do it. Mm. I feel like you need to teach people like Photoshop and be like, hey, this is, (laughs) look at these pixels, these don't match up. But according to the article over on Axios, with misinformation causing significant division and disagreement online, leading to widespread confusion around issues. Facebook has launched a new education course, which aims to teach journalists what to look for in the use of manipulated media. The course is free, which is nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And it's called Identifying and Tackling Manipulated Media. And the goal is to get journalists to globally learn how to identify photos or videos that have been altered to present inaccurate information. 
It's available online only. And my initial thought, if anybody looked yet, how long do you think it would take to complete this? I look, so I can't. I can't look dumb. Okay. I'm going to give a reasonable guess, but I'm guessing it's going to be lower than what I would guess. Okay. Five hours. My guess was four years. <laughs> to be able to, to understand a doctored video and photo, mm. I'd guess it's like a college degree. Yeah. But it's free. The actual time is 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, 45 minutes? It's not even an episode <laughs> of television, right? Well, it depends. Well, I guess yeah, I mean, depending on how many hour, commercial breaks. Okay, I'm talking about a drama series. So this is deep fakes, right? I mean, mm-hmm. 45 minutes. I think you're only hitting medium to light fakes. It's not knows. even a journalist thing. Like, I don't see any image on the internet and believe. And you can still, which is <laughs> crazy, is you can still be on Facebook and be a politician and just pump those highway sharks right out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's fine. <laughs> Forget the deep fakes there. I'm a politician. That is a good point. I'm yeah. running for Buffalo Selectsman. Fin 2020. <laughs> I wonder if there will be a uh, badge for that on I your Twitter I think you'd have profile. to actually live here to do that. Oh, well, maybe. You can't commute. Shots fired. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is the brand spanking new content marketing hub from Brian Dean over at Backlinko. And it's being touted as a free library of content resources, but it's so much more than that. I'm going to rename this in Brian's word. Yeah. It is the skyscraper, the free skyscraper of content resources. It's amazing. It's like in-depth, super in-depth. There's a bunch of different tracks you can go on or you could do the whole thing. There's a bunch of guides in there. It's great for anyone that wants to learn more about content marketing. There's resources for literally everything from the very basics, like what is content marketing, to things like creating viral content and even tools that the pros use. So there's a lot of stuff in there. Quick question on that viral content creation. Mm -hmm. Does he reference Nathan for you or not? I did not read the whole entire thing because, as you mentioned, it is a huge piece of content. We'll link over to Nathan for you (laughs) example in the show notes. Absolutely. That or maybe he at least mentions Road Sharks. We'll see. But if you're looking to boost your content marketing strategy, it's definitely worth checking out. After all, they really know what they're doing because this hub is a pretty genius content marketing piece in and of itself. So good job. And you can find it at backlinko.com forward slash hub forward slash content. And this week's must read marketing article of the week, an article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it on its entirety on today's show, comes from Andy Ames over on Cypress North. Hey. Hey, heard of them before. And he had an article called How to Use the Countdown Customizer in Your Google Search Ads. And even though this is something that we created and Shep had a huge hand in, it's something very valuable and there hasn't been a lot this week sharing. So he talks about if you're doing Google Ads, what is a countdown customizer? Some of the pros that you get with a countdown customizer, some tips and tricks. There's some good stuff in there too. And the coolest thing that I learned from this article was that Countdown customizers do not count towards your character counts. It also covers the limitations, and there's lots of screenshots. So if you're worried about using this, think it's too advanced, don't worry. Check it out in our show notes. Thank you, Andy. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you to Danny Goodwin over at Search Engine Journal. 
you might be finding yourself missing that stuffer for the stocking this season. Don't fret. SearchEngineJournal.com forward slash 2020-SEO-Trends. You can see the top 10 SEO trends, put in your email, and you get a free 173-page article about what's coming in 2020. And if you're looking for another great podcast, don't miss this week's episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. Yeah, this week it's Brent Satoris, and he has Lily Ray. She's the SEO Director of Path Interactive. She talks about how to recover, something we all need in the holiday (laughs) season. No, but it's not about recovering from a cold or a hangover. She's talking about recovering from an SEO penalty or some underperformance and talks about what she does, what her firm does, and what you should do. It's now officially not Marketing Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from today's show on marketingaclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. And this week, we're playing everybody's favorite game. Poke holes in this. Where we throw out an idea, not fully baked idea, and it's your job to poke holes in this. Okay, I'll start. I recently moved, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> And it was one of the worst workouts I've ever had because we didn't hire movers. So I think that I know people pay a lot of money for physical fitness. They like join a gym or like an app or they buy an expensive machine, whatever they're going to do. I think that people should not do that. They should get paid and just be movers. (laughs) That's really tough. (laughs) And it's a moving gym. My my next one is similar. It's about... A gym alternative? Yes. The world is your gym. So, or let's just, let's say you could do it for free, so you don't pay to work out, you're moving people's stuff, and they don't have to pay for movers. Yes, you don't have the gym membership. I like where we're going with this. No gym membership cost. You get to lift things. I think the only caveat is you have to make sure somebody's got really heavy stuff. So maybe Everyone it's corporate does. only. Maybe corporate only. No, I had some heavy stuff, and I lived in a small apartment. Everyone has refrigerators. The whole point of this is to benefit me. See, I think Can you the, keep that in mind? No, that's not the whole point of this. The whole point is to, to, to retire on a beach because you've made so much money. So I think, I think it should be corporate, and I like it, and it's sold. Okay, I think it should be for residential too. The problem is you're going to have these yoked dudes carrying stuffed <laughs> animals around, and it's never going to work. That's the biggest problem. Do you not pack rule. them in boxes? No, but... Greg, that's how you get the cardio, and it's not just about lifting mm-hmm. heavy things. Part of what's such a nightmare is the little things. And you go out to the truck with, you know, you've run out of bins, and you go out to the truck with, like, two blankets, and then you have to go back in because your arms are full, and you get, like, your bird cages. 
and all the th- plural. It's wait, wait, plural. <laughs> bird cages? Okay, I had bird cages as centerpieces at my wedding, and my plan was to sell them, and nobody's buying them, and I'm stuck with all these it's bird weird. cages. It's surprising that birds aren't a thing in 2020. Have you tried Facebook Marketplace? Of course I have. Okay, just checking. Nobody's fighting. So does anyone have any holes to poke? I don't like I this. I think we just did. It's a terrible idea. I thought you guys were for it. I thought Greg was on board. Commercial. Yeah. If it's commercial, if it's heavy office equipment, if you can get people going, get that pump in, people getting jacked, no. love it. But you, don't, I you don't need want to get, strangers no. in my house the, touching my things. I have to tell them where everything goes. The problem is the cardio. Then pay for the expensive movers. I don't want to do that. I I would just move it myself because I'm a control freak. But. The problem is the cardio. You got to go after those the swole patrol. That's what you got to go after. <laughs> Not cardio, folks. The terrible idea. patrol. Okay, what's your idea? So my idea is even better. <laughs> I was taking down a fence, and it cut through my hand, a rusty fence. Oh, God. Did you get so a tetanus shot? I had to go get a tetanus shot. Yeah, he was foaming at the mouth at oh work. I wasn't foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I believe shot. So I got a tetanus shot. It sounds like I'm a baby, but my arm hurt the next day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this feels like I just lifted a ton of weights. Like, I feel like I just got, I feel like I went to the gym. So my thought is, Weekly tetanus shots. No. <laughs> you put them in all different parts of your body. <laughs> a, you stay clear of tetanus. My doctor said you could get more than one tetanus shots a year. Let's try it once a week. <laughs> you get tetanus shots in all the parts of your body, and you feel like you worked out even though you didn't. Poke holes in this. This but, isn't fair because we're not doctors, but that, that's obviously a horrible idea. Yeah, because you're not going to get... You might feel like you worked out, but your muscles you? aren't toning. I mean, it's similar to... The very lucrative business of getting muscle implants, like you get calf implants. It's similar to that. You feel I really good. I didn't know that was a thing. Went to the gym. Don't yeah, that is a thing. Similar. But you don't have to go to the gym. Maybe you don't understand. But you, so, but you would also <laughs> have to get the implants because you're just going for the feeling with this, but you don't get the physical benefits. Yeah, of what who cares you look about like. the feeling of working out? Well, it feels like you worked out. Who cares? That shot hurts for more than a day, by the way. Oh, that hurts I for a while. Recently, he... it's awful. It's the worst shot you can so get. You're, you're in. You're sold. No one's no, gonna know that you worked out weekly. No one's going to know that you worked out besides you. Who cares? Yeah. That too. So what do you got? My idea is not related to physical fitness, but you ever have like really good ideas when you're in the shower and you think, I should have a pen and paper in here. Mm -hmm. That's only where I get ideas. (laughs) Right? So we need a smart screen that is built into the shower that does not have a camera on it. Uh, uh, I'm going to poke holes right now. Why? You can't have electricity in a shower. Well, it's in a, it's like embedded shower in a waterproof or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, waterproof. It be it's it's not going it. to fall in the tub. You're not going to die. Okay. Can I watch TV on, on it? it? Sure, if you want. But can then I you watch Real Housewives. Can write on it. Yeah, maybe a little waterproof keyboard. You can type, you can type out your ideas in the shower. I think TV. you should sure. tell Facebook this. I think they should make a portal for the shower. Shower portal? Shower <laughs> portal. Now you're talking. If no. I can hop on the board, if I can communicate while I'm frothing up. No. Me and Kermit the Frog me. just FaceTiming or whatever they call it. Portal facing. Yeah. Okay, no. so we're in? We're getting this? I want Facebook as far away from my house as I like possible. It. <laughs> Bubbles and pokes. Perfect. Thanks, <laughs> Greg. All right, Shep, <laughs> what do you got? Um, I do have another one. It's also related to moving. Okay, so I love the idea of Uber, but what I find myself always wanting it for is I want to buy something on Facebook Marketplace, but I don't have a truck, and none of my uncles care about me enough to let me borrow their truck. Ooh. So I think there should be an Uber that's just for trucks, 
You can rent it by the hour just to pick one thing up and you're done. Are you secretly sponsored by Facebook Marketplace and yeah. I don't know it? <laughs> I'm just really into it lately. I really, really, really like this idea. Yeah. You all should get on that. Yeah, but it's just a truck and you can pay for it by the hour. I don't think you can rent a U-Haul by the hour. No, I, I'm saying U-Haul should get on that. Yeah. So I've yeah. got one hole to poke. Fa- uh, Home Depot offers this for nineteen ninety-five an hour. They do? Yes. I think I've I seen those that. trucks. But those it, trucks do you have to shop at Home though. Depot? There's normal trucks. Nineteen ninety-five. I don't know. Well, I would do it for nineteen ninety four. I don't have any holes to poke if that's the case. <laughs> what a value. And we will see you next week.